Hey guys, this is Editor Matt. In true Paint Bravely fashion, we have some audio issues this week. We had to pull audio from Brent's camera and laptop mics, so his audio sounds a lot different this week. Also, his cats got a little rambunctious, and I left them in because I thought it was hilarious. Alright guys, enjoy the podcast. What is up, guys, and welcome back to Paint Bravely, the podcast where you can find a little bit of encouragement, discover new ways to make your hobby more fun, and most importantly, learn to paint bravely. And we got a pretty fun episode for episode 51. Um, You know, a little little bit of back and forth, some hobby stuff we've been doing, as well as a a pretty fun topic, I think. So uh, why don't we jump right in and see what Brent's been up to. What what have you been doing since uh, the last podcast, man? Painting anything? Doing anything? Okay, this is gonna this is gonna tie right into okay. the main topic of the day. But I've been painting with craft paints, and so the main topic of the day <laughs> isn't craft paints. Don't worry, don't worry. the The main topic of the day is gonna be okay. If your house burned down, or you moved to a new country and you didn't have a very large moving truck to take you to the new country, or you flew across town to paint at a friends out. <laughs> so what I'm saying is, if, if you lost your entire collection of paints and had to start over, what would you get? And so this is kind of like the question of, of where does a new painter start? What would you recommend as as paint line for new painters? But with a little bit more of that, that experience in there, that, that fresh start, that this is, this is the core of my painting experience and this right. is what I want to use. For, for the next phase of things. And thinking about fresh starts is fun, you know, in, in, in a video game, hey, it's fun to just start a new save file sometimes. Just load up a new Minecraft world, just, uh, you know, start again in Elwyn Forest with your, uh, well, I was going to say no, bro, <laughs> but you got to start, you know, into Iceland sure. for that. But you, you know what I'm saying. It's, it's fun to get a little fresh start. So what we're going to talk about is essentially like beginner paint kits but uh not like craft paint level beginner yeah okay yeah i mean so, i i'll be honest is this not <laughs> is this not how you understood not, this episode that's Casey? Not how i understood what was happening um neither of us know what this episode is going to be about <laughs> so last episode was episode 50 i think it turned out all right um next episode is episode 52 and that's the two-year mark right. and so I mean, sitting here right now, I can say that we're going to try a little bit harder for the two-year mark. Um, maybe what we'll actually do is we'll try a little bit harder for episode 53. Well, that's the fresh like start, right? First episode yeah, yeah, yeah. of the third year. Yeah. Well, what I'm saying is episode 51, worst case, worst case is a stinker. <laughs> but we've got a, we've got a half-formed idea here to talk about paints. And I'm going to start it off by talking about craft paints. So. Um, I'm actually uh, doing my first sponsored episode yeah. on Goobertown Hobbies, and I feel super weird about it, and I don't know if I'm ever doing this again, <laughs> but the uh, Fart Quest sponsored me, so they're, they're, they're paying for, for an episode on Goobertown Hobbies, and they actually have 
almost like chibi characters for, for four of the main characters in this children's series. And so there's, uh, there's Fart, also known as Bartok the Brilliant. You got Moxie, Dwarven uh, Warrior. You got Pan, the Elven Monk. You got uh, TikTok, who's a, like a little frog guy, but he's not a frog guy. He's a mm. fiddling, and the, the difference is very important. Um, so yeah, I've been, I've been painting chibis, and anyway, the book series is aimed at kids age 8 to 12. So like, all right, we're doing... We're doing back to basics on this. This is like, this is yeah. start here. If Eight you are, if you are on like allowance money for taking mm-hmm. the trash out. You know? So mm. look, I obviously already had a set of craft smart paints. Uh, I did go to Walmart, pick up a few select apple barrels to really round <laughs> out that collection. And then, I, then I went at it, you know? I got my paper plate out. I loaded up my paper plate with some mm-hmm. some craft paints, and did uh, sometimes multiple layers <laughs> of trying to thin mm-hmm. these paints out. Uh, I ended up with some with some fun little things. Did a did a beginner tutorial, and so Casey, what has your experience been painting with craft paints? Um, I mean. To be honest, not the best, right? <laughs> like, uh, I think most of my experience has been with Apple Barrel and Folk Art. I think the Folk Art Ooh. might be a little bit nicer, like just a little bit. Um, in fact, I've used Folk Art paint for uh, Warhammer models before. They have color shift paints that actually work pretty well through an airbrush. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. like, that's not bad. Um, otherwise, it's just a coverage issue, like... You're going to have to do more layers, right? Generally speaking. Oh, absolutely. Oh. Yeah. There there goes there goes Brent again. This is this is what I'm talking about. It's episode 51. How many times does Brent get up in an episode? This is like the 50th time, at least 50 times. So anyways, using the craft paints. Right. Is, uh, and- yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, your point, uh, your point is valid. You just kind of have to do more layers. So generally yeah. out with water and yeah, there's a lot of times where if you were using a miniature paint, it would take two layers. Instead, you're doing three layers. And for some of the tricky colors, like there was, uh, there was like a yellow green cloak. That was, <laughs> that was definitely uh, at least four layers, but right. honestly, that, that color would have been three layers with, uh, with mini paints anyway. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there, there's always the tricky colors. Um, so, you know, if you're starting off with paints like that, then you're just going to run into that. Uh, I don't, I still mm-hmm. don't know if I'd ever recommend anyone paint models with craft paints just because you might not have as good of a time. Like, there's that, there's true. a danger, right, of, of running into like, well, I had to do 10 layers of this one color and it turned out like this or it looked like this, where. Maybe if you were painting with a little bit thicker model paint, you know, even if you did two layers, it wouldn't be as thick as like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. so you might not feel as bad about it and continue painting and improving, you know. Um, yeah. I mean, when I started painting, I pretty much just got Citadel paints and this was like mm-hmm. the mid 90s. Um and that's just what there was, right? Like, so it seemed yes. fine. <laughs> like I'm painting models. I'm I'm gonna buy that paint. I don't know. 
Um, yeah. And that was definitely like an allowance type thing. Like I had to, I had to work for that stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I took care of it and kept it and hoarded it. And, <laughs> you know, I still have some of those paints today. I've transferred them into dropper bottles. In fact, like what was left. Of course you did. Of course, of course you did. Mm-hmm. As you should. Yeah. Um, yeah, so to be very clear, I do not recommend people paint with craft paints. Um, but the, the point of this was more like everybody has craft paints in a cupboard somewhere. Yeah. Don't, don't tell me you don't. You have, <laughs> you have some craft paints somewhere in your house or apartment right now. Mm-hmm. You, you know you do. And yeah, if you are, if you were, probably if you're listening to this podcast, you painted before, but if the, the point of my little episode there was just, if you have never painted a mini before, the barrier to entry can actually be very low to get your, to get your first hit, you know? And, uh, so just, uh, just a little bit of a, a nudge to see if we can get just one more pathway into this hobby for folks for, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, these days, uh, a bottle of mini paint is four bucks at least. Yeah. So, uh, you know, instead, if you want to spend that four dollars on like seven apple barrel paints, that's <laughs> right. Oh, uh, uh, speaking of you know, speaking oh, of which, though, I went into the, the Dollar Tree yesterday, <laughs> and it was no longer a dollar. They changed all their signage. Everything was changed out. It's a buck twenty-five now. Everything. It's actually an interesting way to do it. Everything's just a buck twenty-five now. Yeah. They just they just changed everything. Huh. I mean, that's that's a twenty-five percent increase. That's not horrible. I mean, it is, but huh? <laughs> I was expecting I was expecting the way to go them to go the way of other dollar stores and like there's some stuff over here for two dollars, like the this dollar is a plus dollar kind of thing. Yeah. Huh? Now this is a Dollar but Tree. Probably They're they just, need to. Yeah. They need to start cycling in their stock so that they actually have items that are worth double other items or three times <laughs> right. other items. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, they just like go through all of their previous one dollar stuff and like uh, these are now three dollars. Mm-hmm. I guess these will be two dollars. That would be even stranger, honestly. Yeah, it would. It would be. It, it, it um, takes time for them to rotate in the the two fifty stock. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Their paints are still terrible, though. I, I bet it. they are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But what I'm saying is for the price of a foot long sandwich at Subway, you know, especially like if you're the sort of person that springs for the full on uh, sweet onion chicken teriyaki mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. got your, you know, whatever that ranch special is, if you're willing to spend that kind of sandwich or burrito money on some apple barrel right, things. Yeah. You got yourself the color wheel, you got yourself some gray tones, you got yourself some browns, and uh, some paper plates to put it on, you know? That's true. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's So it's for the price of a burrito, you, you can <laughs> definitely give mini painting a try, and it's, you'll be like, okay, this is kind of cool, but I hate working with these. And then, yeah, and then you can try uh, right. you know, swapping out for some real paint. Not, not, not not the best. Like if you if you know you're getting into mini paint, you just you just buy some paints. Like you, yeah, right. But pony up the the forty fifty bucks for for a set of real paints, you know, real mini paints. Yeah, which we'll talk about. That's that's kind of the the real topic of the the day. But 
Yeah. Yeah, mini paints. I mean, a few of them were not too bad. And then some of them were really bad. Uh, <laughs> there was like a deep forest green that just, this was definitely a folk art. It was actually the first folk art I'd used. Like I was using the craft smart and they're like, okay, these are, these are all right. Like not, not good, but they're all right. Yeah. And then the first folk art I cracked open was this, this forest green and I squirted it onto my plate and it just came out, came out like, like a perfect cylinder that, that didn't ooze. That just is like a, like a tiny green hot dog that just like sat on the plate and stared at me. Right. And I it with my yeah, paintbrush trying to get it to fit out. And, I mean, I used it, but it was not good. How long have you had that one though? I, I bought it on Tuesday. <laughs> I wonder how long it's been at the store. I mean, I, that, I think their consistency is not uh, usually watching. that of like, uh, you know, hot dog without casing. So I don't know. <laughs> right. Well, then, then I did, I had a couple other shades of folk art that I was using and they were, or apple Either, barrel, whatever. whatever, it was, it was an apple barrel. Sorry. I didn't mean to, didn't mean to disparage folk art, uh, don't forest care. green, <laughs> that apple barrel forest green, not good. Uh, so yeah. Uh, anyway, the other apple barrel paints I got were actually much, much better. That's good. Than that first month. So. You win some, you lose yeah. some. I mean, with that kind of paint, I, I feel like a lot of it is is kind of a crapshoot because, you know, you go to somewhere like Michael's or something, the craft store, and, and they have like thousands of them in one aisle. And it's like, how often do people really cycle through those paints? How long have they been on the shelf? You know, have some of them been cracked open a little bit. Is something going on? Like, you never know the kind of consistency you're going to get out of those bottles. So, yeah. I think they last years. But I mean, they do yeah. if they're closed. Otherwise, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. yeah. And uh, anyway, I, I did get some models out that looked pretty good. Is like, uh, hey, a beginner could, in theory, do this if they were patient enough. Yeah. I mean, the models you painted like do look good for, for being craft paint. Yeah, hey, thanks, buddy. Uh. So. Anyway, that's that's what I've been up to. What do you what have you been up to? Uh, I've been up to a few things. Uh, painting the Robute Guillemon. Oh, yeah. Uh, Space Marine. Yeah, that was fun. No backpack. No backpack, Robute. Um, yeah, I just, I found, I found the, the cool model on eBay. I bought it, and I painted it. And basically the idea was uh, kind of as a palette cleanser, almost. I mean, it was. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know. I've been doing like all these big projects lately and I've just been kind of like, man, I just need to do something fun. Like just a one off who cares kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I picked a space Marine. <laughs> like he's a fancy space Marine. Of course you did. But still. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. It was good. I liked it. It was fun. Uh, it turned out all right. Um, I've also... I finished building uh, a Stormcast army, build it, build, oh, okay. built it, and I primed it, and it is ready for paint. So, did you pick your colors? Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm ready to go on color. Because uh, I did like a testing video a couple months ago for it, talking about Stormcast models. So like it's it's ready to go. Uh, oh yeah, you did. Yeah. Got some dragons, you know. All the dragons. So I don't know. Uh, 
yeah, I don't know. I've just been working on all sorts of like jumping from one project to the next. Uh, I spent two hundred dollars and bought an Iron Jaws army off of eBay like a week ago. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, well, let's go down this path. Um, so this is this is all I'm gonna say about it. Mm. But Games Workshop did raise their prices recently, or announced that they're doing sure. their their yearly price hike, sure. and so now's a good chance to. Uh, Remind everyone of the second-hand market, and uh, how's how are things looking out there, Casey? What's the what's the landscape over on eBay? Uh, about the same, really. Okay. <laughs> like <laughs> prices still low. <laughs> like I mean, have you noticed? Uh, have you noticed more of any one you know army? That's a good or, question, actually. Um, less. What what about more AOS versus versus forty K? I assume there's always more forty K. There's, but if you there's always like a, a lot more forty K actually. Yeah. Um by many thousands, like tens of thousands of auctions. Um probably triple, mm. quadruple the amount, unfortunately. Um AOS stuff is a little bit difficult to find sometimes and a lot of it. It, it kind of cycles, you know, it depends on what boxes have come out recently. Obviously Dominion was the most recent starter. So man, you can, you can get some Dominion for cheap right now. Like you can pick up either half of that box for like 60 bucks. Like it's, it's a sweet deal. That. And I mean, that stormcast that. half. Yeah. It's like what 1100 points of stormcast. So if you want a stormcast yeah. army, 120 bucks, you got one. Yeah. Uh, Really, every year, that is one of my favorite things to look up. Like, whatever the starter box is for 40K, mm-hmm. whatever the starter box is for AOS or Fantasy or whatever, yeah. look on eBay for the people who just divided those big boxes down the center yes. and are selling at the fair discount. Yeah. It's... And yeah, that, so honestly, that's uh, one of the better half prices that I've ever seen mm-hmm. is you know, all of the Dominion half for 65 bucks shipped. Or, so that's an option. I mean, okay, so this kind of does lead into the main topic a little bit that I thought we were going to be covering. The The idea, because you brought up like, what, what if your house burnt down? What if something like that happened? Uh-huh. You know, unfortunate as it might be, you know, it does happen. Um, but like if I didn't have any models, I didn't have any paints, I didn't have any supplies, like what would I actually want to go out and get, right? Like, if, yeah. if I had some cash and I was going to go run out and grab some stuff, you know? Like, picking up half an army or even a full army for less than $200 is a pretty sweet option. Like, why not? You got lots of good models to pay. And all of the models in that Dominion box on both sides are really nice. I mean, you might not think True. so for those uh, cool yeah, boys. I'm not a fan <laughs> of that type of orc. I mean... Sure. Yeah. <laughs> We don't get need to get back into uh, whether or not grots are supposed to be able to safely handle explosives. Mm, you know, yeah. The, the idea of a box that sells twenty grots and uh, all of them seem to be throwing a grenade with proper technique. <laughs> we've we've been over this. We've been over I know. this. We don't need. I know. To, we don't need to drag that. We, all we don't need to again, rehash that or anything. But I'm the just quality saying. Of the, the quality of the models is very good. That's true. The artistic inspiration. You leave, leave something lacking. Just, but it's a, not, just a bunch of yeah. very safe people sculpting those coffins uh, with explosives. That's all I gotta say about that. And I'm I'm fully on the squares. the two thumbs yeah. up for the cruel boys side. Like I'm down. <laughs> yeah. 
anyways point is if your house burnt down go buy a dominion box <laughs> like that's that's a good way to go it's like the people who designed uh grots like sobered up got a day job got a nine to five mm. like really you know got into gardening you know just really started to got into baking bread mm-hmm. then and then they're <laughs> like you know what it's time to revisit the, the working goblin line yeah that's a good point and uh yeah, these goblins are trying to come home safe to their little goblins. That's what they're <laughs> thinking about when they leave the house. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe these are a, these are a smarter bunch of orcs this time around. They they've got some some tricks. I don't know. Like I don't know. They got like crazy monsters that like have stuff on their back. Like they they've somehow tamed these wild beasts to like be their mounts and and carriers. And I don't know. <laughs> Like, they look stupid. I like it. <laughs> so that's an option. Um, yeah, I always like to check in with you about uh, how things are going on on eBay. But, of course, you could be lying to us because you, I need, could be. to, yeah. you need to game the system. You need right. to stay <laughs> five steps ahead of everybody else. That's a good point. I, see, that's my whole channel. That's the whole goal, right? Is I, I point everybody like it's like a red herring type of thing. I'm just like over here holding this thing up, yeah. saying, everybody hey, look go, over here. Well, I'm, I'm getting cool all the boys. deals. Hey, have you yeah. thought about cool boys? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I need you to go. you're over here Googling a Guillaume backpack. <laughs> exactly. I did buy it. I did buy a Guillaume backpack. Did I did find one. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> it's it's uh, It's been imported from the United Kingdom, in fact. Um, I paid way too much for it, and uh, yeah, I think it's the most expensive bit I think I've ever purchased. Like, it was a really stupid idea, but man, I looked, I looked for a long time online to like find a three D printable alternative because like that, I'm way more about that. Like, I'd rather do that than anything else, but I couldn't find anything good, and uh, I'm not gonna pay someone to sculpt a new backpack, so. Yeah, there were there weren't any on eBay at the time, and then like when I was editing the video, one popped up and I got notified, and it was like thirteen dollars. So I just bought it. All right. Yeah. All right. You're just gonna lie to us about eBay. So I've got another update here. I've been buying more and more big black backdrops, and mm. I can't stop. I can't Ooh. stop. All right. Thought so you were say something else. So I got like a. Like a big one, like you know, like six feet by six feet. That's feltish, kind of black felt. Okay, that's a good and material. Yeah. I used some some big paper clips to to clip that to a big old piece of foam board, so I can kind of set that behind my bottles. Uh, and so, yeah, the 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 bigger your black backdrop is, the farther you can put it behind the model that you're taking a photo of, and still have it like take up the whole frame. Yes, and that gets it farther away from the light that you're lighting up the model with and also farther and farther out of focus. So it's just a completely indistinct black morass in the backdrop. Um, so I've been having fun with that. But uh, yeah. of course, I, you know, as a learning experience, I also bought like an actual real professional black backdrop. And okay, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, Casey, but it's, it's kind of like a, a big again like five by five piece of nylon that's stretched in between this collapsible frame 
and the frame collapses into like a hula hoop size bundle. Right, right. And goes yes. in a bag. I know what you're talking about. Okay. So I got my bag that has the big hula hoop full of black backdrop in it. Uh-huh. And uh, now you have a the permanent five by five hula hoop in your room, right? That you're never going to be able to put away. <laughs> exactly. So I unfold this giant black backdrop and um, I have no idea how to refold it. It's just, <laughs> it just, it like pops open. It's uh, yeah. open. It's like a metallic frame inside. And uh-huh. so now it's, and I think it's actually like eight by five. Like it's, it's, it's big. It's, <laughs> That's it's big. big. It's actually, uh, above me right now i put it on top of like i didn't have anywhere else oh, to put it, so i put it on top of my stupid aluminum framework here <laughs> that's uh, a good idea for, for storage yeah uh so professional photographers and the people who work in the warehouse that sells these things are the only people in the world who know how to fold these backdrops back up right it's, it's ridiculous I, I was trying to fold this back as just the springy metal that's holding up this you know, giant cheated nylon. And I'm trying to fold this into a hula hoop sh- size, which doesn't even make sense. Like, it does right, not because it, it goes into a package like like that's a foot wide, basically. Yeah, <laughs> and it is, it is a giant metal rectangle. <laughs> and you're supposed to be able to just like twist it and it folds up into a hula hoop. Yep. And it, it, I, it's mind blowing. It doesn't, <laughs> doesn't make sense how it ever got in that bag <laughs> it's um, never going back in <laughs> like i almost killed snuffles trying to fold this thing like a like a oh, scared that just like scared springs the cats open and the cats run away. <laughs> yeah. oh man but you know I'm, I'm continuing to learn here uh i got i got another thing i have these which are essentially like printer paper sized pieces of felt that have uh self-adhesive back so it's oh, almost okay. like a printer paper that is like pure black matte kind of felty material. Sure. Very thin. And these are actually really great for setting the model on, like as the as the surface oh. that you actually put the model on. What's a good um, call? And all I need to do is keep cat hair off of them. And uh, yeah, so, so live and learn here. So this is self-adhesive black, I don't know what they're called. Printer paper sized sure things. You know what I mean. Nobody knows what I mean. Moving on. <laughs> what else you got, Casey? Um, <laughs> I, it's actually it's funny you mentioned the black backdrop thing. I was running into a problem today where I was trying to put my infinite black background further away, and I kept running into the issue where either I would get a light in the frame, or I could see just like a corner of the background. Because it was too small. Oh, yeah. So, like, I kept having to readjust and readjust. Because I... So, uh, Scott from uh, the Miniac channel uh, asked if I wanted to paint some of the models for his upcoming Kickstarter. Right? Mm -hmm. So, yes, of course, I'm going to do that. And I painted one of them up. Um, It's going to be my upcoming video. So, a week from whenever this comes out. But... um, I put it on like a plinth, like a like a, a display base, right? The one mm-hmm. of the models, and they're seventy five millimeter display models, and it was like taller than I'm normally used to, and it's taller than my my background is, and yeah. how long it's so it's it's a whole thing because my either my background is either wide or it's tall because it's a big rectangle, 
mm-hmm. um, but it just wasn't big enough. So I was just running into issues. I could definitely use a bigger piece the, <laughs> like the, the to put back there. The... Yeah, that's what I usually use, right? And if I want the black, I just flip it around because it's it's like black rubber on the other side. And if it's far enough away, it doesn't really reflect or anything. Um, yeah, so I was just running into to problems today. So it's funny you mentioned that because I could definitely use like an eight foot wide <laughs> black backdrop. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's one of those things, like, as a learning experience, I felt like I had to buy a couple of options and, like, actually use them and figure out what, uh, you know, what my main is. Right. So, tell us, I mean, tell if- us about that, that Kickstarter. Tell us about your elf. Um, well, I don't actually know when the Kickstarter, I don't know when the Kickstarter starts. Tell us about the elf. The, the elf. <laughs> Look, look, I'm in the middle of making this video. As far as I know, I'm coming, it's coming out before the Kickstarter starts. So go to the mailing list. I'll put a link in the description. (laughs) That's what it's going to be. Have you been painting bravely on this elf? Look, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Yes. Yes. I've been painting bravely. So, okay. Um, this particular elf that I'm painting, it's, it's the whole campaign is like wood elves, right? Like these evil wood elves. And there's a really cool, uh, elf called the warrior. And he's like basically licking a bloody knife and, uh, kind of creepily, I don't know, coming at you, I guess that's what it looks like, but, uh, it's, it's cool. It's a cool model. So, uh, I decided that because it's a display model. I might as well try and paint it to a higher standard than I normally would. Um, and I mean, I put, I put some, I put some good effort into it. Uh, I spent pretty much the entire week on it. all the time that I could actually spend on it, you know, up until kind of the last minute. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty nice. I, I don't want to show it. That's the problem I'm coming up against right now. I don't want to show it on the podcast okay. uh, because it, then it would kind of defeat the purpose of like having a reveal at the end of a video. <laughs> that that's a, a problem when you when you do a video every other week and you have a podcast. Then it doesn't always line up. There's yeah. you don't yeah okay fine I won't. Won't press you about your elf. I mean, it's technically right behind me. You can see it in this video. It's very tiny. It's very tiny. <laughs> Stop giving me a hard time. It's not funny. Okay, okay, okay. But uh, Scott is doing some video. Going to do some feedback, like a uh, little critique. So oh. yeah, see if I can kind of push my skills a little bit further, which is cool. Um, cause I've never really done that before. So we'll see if he hates it or not. <laughs> <laughs> the, the evil, uh, evil wood elves are such a Scott thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. I purposely gave this one pink eyes too. Just fluorescent yeah. pink eyes. Yeah. Now, so you, you look at these models that, uh, you, you know, that Scott made them. It, it makes perfect oh, yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It does. Um, but I've actually, I've been working on that the most this week. Um, and I did get some good glamour shots, so I'm pretty happy with the way things turned out. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been interesting, I guess. 
This, okay. this is a good way to put it because I'm not. I don't know. I know. I know you don't really go for like the whole display model doing all the stuff thing. I normally just get bored too too early. Like sometimes, <laughs> right. sometimes I have a model that I try to do like a couple more hours of work on, and sure. The thing is, just once I once it looks good enough, it looks good enough. <laughs> that, uh, no, so, yeah. so that's awesome that you you are trying to push yourself there. Really give it the old troll hag treatment, you know? Right. Yeah. 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 The troll hag. I think I, I just got lucky, honestly. <laughs> I feel like that with a lot of like better paint jobs. I'm like, that's right. Yeah. It turned out. Dear viewer, I've, I have seen the elf that Casey is working on. and uh, It looks good. It looks good. Do, do oh, watch thanks. that video when you get around to it. But, okay. Yeah. So... How about I intro what I think the main topic of today is, and <laughs> yeah. then, then I, or maybe, or maybe you leave the room. I intro the main topic. Right. We switch, and then uh, you intro the main topic. No, we're not doing this. We're not doing. No, this. no, that's okay. that's this, a terrible this, idea. Very bad idea. <laughs> very bad. Okay. Um, so, so what do you so the okay? Reason, so, so one of the things I've done in the past couple of weeks is I've released a couple of Army Painter Speed Paint videos. Yes. And the first one was just I had some white models, I had some silver models, I slapped these thick washes all over everything, and just like, oh, the red looks cool. Oh, the, the purple looks cool, but not as cool as the red. So, you know, right. That was, that was the first video I did. Um, and... At that point, I thought this was just going to be like, a, you know, show off what this new hobby product does and then go back to my normal way of painting. Yeah. Uh, and then I did a second video where I actually tried to paint with the Army Painter Speed Paints. Um, and really what I did is I took black primed models, did a dry brush with a makeup brush and Craft Smart white craft paint all over them. So that okay. uh, to to do the pre shading there, so black and white undercoat with the the white bits being the the raised edges. So yes, yeah, some highlighting on there. Um, and then I went through and just you know spent about twenty maybe thirty minutes per model putting on the uh, Army Painter Speed Paint, which is essentially a competitor to contrast paint, and directly yes, yeah, yeah. Um, so I had never used. I had never really used contrast paint before. I've, you know, I've said before, I think I have a total of eight bottles, but the, the price and the pot design both make, like, combined make me angry enough that I didn't want to invest more. I didn't want to actually use them. So, um, but <laughs> this bottle is $7.80. It still has the price tag on it. There's your proof right there in yeah, case anyone didn't believe us. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know. The, the question is, why did you leave the price tag on? Is as like a like a reminder, like a little bit, yeah. Like, Don't yeah. spill this. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I ran out of it, and so I bought another one. And, oh, uh, you bought that yeah. recently? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Look, if if speed paints were already in my store. <laughs> I know. I, I would have bought that. Yeah. I've I've gotten a lot of comments on my videos like, oh man, the, the YouTubers get all this stuff so early and we have to wait. I'm just like, hey, 
These will all be out by the time we're watching uh, Top Gun 2 Maverick, you know? (laughs) We've all been waiting years for uh, Top Gun 2 Maverick. And yeah, yeah. Sometimes things get hyped way in advance of of them being available to everyone. That's just the way it is. We're starting to see them commercials for for Lord of the Rings, the two rings on Amazon Prime. Oh, the the actual, uh, some of the character pictures... Came Characters out pictures came out. That's because, um, or like Vanity Fair and a couple other reporters like got to see the first few episodes already, like you know, seven months out. So there's supposed to be yeah. some preview yeah. during Com- the Super Bowl. Complain this year. about me getting Ari Painter speed paint six weeks early, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, but yeah, the, the hype cycle <laughs> is, is going. It'll be here before you know it, and even. Even Top Gun 2, Maverick, and uh, Lord of the Rings, the, the rings will be here soon. So, the Lords of the Rings. Oh, yeah. Whatever rings of Power. Are. Rings of Power. Yeah. That's what it is, right? Yeah. Uh, they got to yeah. hype this up so that I actually know the title <laughs> of the series before it comes out. That's the key. I mean, they have the intro that's basically just the, a redone Game of Thrones intro <laughs> they, like, Wonderful. put out. <laughs> Wonderful. That Bezos, I tell you. He knows what's up. I mean, um, look, they, they spent stupid money on this, so. You know. Anyway, while I was while I was hyping myself up with these speed paints, uh, I, I ended up painting a bunch of D and D background characters just real quick, throwing the speed paints over the pre shade, and again, I thought it was just going to be one of those things. Okay, demonstrate this technique, show what you can do, go back to painting as regular. But I actually really enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> And, and again, like like I said, I I kind of skipped over the the contrast fad just out of uh, pure stubbornness, basically. Okay. Uh, and but like I understand why some people really fell into it. Like you know, our, our friend uh, Danny at three D printed tabletop. He, I mean, yeah. He, That's his like go to only way his go to is to is yeah. pre shade, pre shade some three D printed minis and then chuck some contrast paints on them. I mean, and it looks good. It looks pretty good. It looks yeah. pretty good. It's fun. And, man, I hate to say it, but one thick coat actually does speed things up. Like, you know, even the process of doing a base coat yeah. on models. And so, you know, I was thinking about, okay, like you're, it's the speed of a of a base coat. You're, But no, yeah. it's actually twice as fast as the speed of a base coat. Because for a base coat, yeah. you need two thin coats. And then you do your yeah. shading, and then you do your highlighting and whatever details you're doing. So for half the time it takes you to do a base coat, you can slap on the speed paints. And it doesn't look great, but they look good. Some, some I, of them look I, good. It depends, right? Good. It depends, yeah. yeah. And, and uh, same thing with contrast. It always it just depended on what you were doing, you know. But... Anyway, it it looks good enough, like it was fun enough, easy enough, and looks good enough that it actually qualifies as something that I would recommend for beginners. Like if Mm. if a new painter came to me and said, what do I buy? I would present this to them as one of the pathways they could choose. I mean, with the stipulations that like, this is not traditional painting, it is gonna look different than traditional painting, uh, but here, check this out. 
uh, might like mm -hmm. it. I would I would present the yeah the the speed paint like starter kit as a viable option for for the painter. Um, and that's kind of what got me thinking about yeah what what do we actually recommend for new player painters and roped into that what you know if our if our you know god forbid our house burned down and after we had uh straightened out some of the other uh loose ends having to do with that situation we got back into a you know a painting desk yeah. uh you know visited some sort of a thrift shop got herself a level two level three painting desk she needed to start right. putting some paints on there <laughs> knowing what we know now what would we put on there um so Casey, talk about talk about this situation. You you have a, okay. a a fresh painting desk. What what do you stock it with to like actually get up and roll? Okay. But before I hit that, uh, two points two points that I need to bring up. Okay, the first being like, look, if your house has burned down recently, something happened. We're very sorry. We don't mean it personally. We're just saying it as kind of a point of reference to make this story make more sense. Just throwing that out we're, there. We're trying to say fresh start. We are sorry yeah. for any tragedies that led to you needing <laughs> a fresh start. Right. Um, That's in exactly. the previous episode. I said, like, as you're as you're evaluating whether you took your hobby too far, evaluate whether or not you have any bottles of urine next to you at your painting desk. Right. And not everybody took that in stride. Like, not... I upset some people with that. And, you know, I, I guess we could go the, like, apology route, but I'm going to go the, no, seriously, take care of your dirty dishes and your bottles of urine if those are near your bank desk. I uh, mean, that's, that seems like just a nice thing to do. Yeah. Uh, tough love here. Tough love. Right, um, yeah. Yeah. Now, and, and again, don't mean to step on any toes. I understand that personal tragedies do hit people. Um, but if you, for whatever reason, in a hypothetical situation, you need a fresh start, you're thinking about what is really core to your experience as a mini painter. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All right. Out right. of the way, Set. take it, Casey. <laughs> exactly. Second point, second point after that point, is I don't know that I would actually recommend contrast paints to beginner painters. I think there might be some that I would say, hey, you should get these because they're really good for certain things. Um, like. You want to paint bones, you want to paint skin, like there are specific colors that make those things easier, kind of like a wash would do anyways, right? That just a watered down version of, of a wash um, or something that you can water down is what I'm trying to say. But uh, I don't know, like I, I made a video a couple of years ago where I brought in my nephews who were, they're pretty young, you know, they'd never painted a model before. And I, I asked them to try contrast paints and the results were like, you know, they were okay. Now I probably should have done another test with regular paints. I didn't. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, you know, it kind of invalidates my experiment a little bit, but still like I, I've seen, I've seen what people can do, you know, even with regular paints for their first time. Like my wife was also doing it. She's painted a model with regular paints before and it turned out pretty good. You know, she had the patience to make sure to fill everything in and do this stuff. Um, and her contrast paint one just didn't look as good. 
you know, even with sure. uh, everything being set up as possible and showing videos of like, here's how you use them and showing them and all these things. But um, again, some colors, I think, um, you know, like bone colors in particular are perfect for like, mm-hmm. oh, you, you know, you got horns on that guy. Yeah, grab that quick. Just wash them up and you got sweet looking bones like right out of the mm-hmm. gate. You do skeletons in two seconds with mm-hmm. contrast paints or, or speed paints. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I still think that like a, a regular set of just model paints, something that's formulated specifically is going to be a better bet in the long run. Okay. You know, I can take that. Yeah. yeah. And that's actually, that has always been my opinion. And that has always been, that's what I thought my conclusion was going to be kind of working with those speed paints, but they were, my experience was good enough that I'm like, you know what? I think this, I, I think this makes it just barely into the category of, yeah, I, I would, maybe suggest that a that a beginner at least consider this possibility yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah i haven't used the speed paints yet and i don't know how different they are from contrast like if they're more of like painting with washes kind of like but thicker because uh, contrast depends like it depends on the color there, there's a lot of differences in consistency and and oh, yeah. like yeah. color and all the stuff with all of them so it just yeah. depends i don't yeah. know yeah. Um, but yeah, talk, okay. Talk about get into regular paints. That we've we've said all we need to say about speed paints. Now let's let's stock up that fresh desk with with uh, paints. Right. We're talking kind of like favorite brand discussion sort of thing. Favorite brand discussion. That that's even more interesting. Okay, so I should probably <laughs> I should probably mention you like come what up I... with an awesome title for this video, Casey. <laughs> It's going to be as good as the rest of the titles that we've come up with. The other 50 titles that we've come up with. See, I thought, I thought that we were going to be talking about like, what would you stock your desk up with along with paints? Like if you knew what you knew now back then, or somebody was like, here you go. Here's what you start with. Oh, we'll get paints all the way. Okay. So yeah, so we'll do a we'll do a quickie on paints, and then if you got some other stuff to put in that desk, let's do it. I mean, that's that's what I thought we were doing. I mean, I guess yeah. it's it's all the same, really. It's a, just go let's, down the list yeah, of let's, like let's do it. Okay, so what kind of things you should put in your in your desk? What would I go like if I had fifty bucks, right? Like, what am I going to go out and buy? You know, yeah, set of Vallejo paints. Yep, that's the answer. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty. Well, we got we got to move this along if you're. Filling up the rest of the desk here, Casey. Well, um, you know, I mean, what are you yeah, gonna do? Yeah. If, so, if you're gonna, if you're gonna get these these eight to twelve year old fart quest kids painting minis, you gotta let them know what to use, right? Yeah, <laughs> like craft yeah, paints only get I, you I mean, so I feel, far. I feel twelve years old is is when they might start to be mowing neighbor's lawn. Yeah, somewhere okay. there it is possible. I mean that's um, that's basically what I was painting like in, when I really started. Up until you have your first lawn to mow, you're buying craft paints. Let's be honest. Like up until oh, you're mowing sure. your first lawn, yeah. you're on craft paints. Yeah. 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 Man, like when I was twelve, um I used to go work with my dad and he would pay me seven dollars an hour to help him do stuff. Like he he he's 
uh, took care of like rentals. So you'd fix houses and basically handyman general stuff as well as being the landlord. Um, so it was always like, Oh, you know, this tenant moved out or was evicted, which is worse. We got to go clean it up, fix it up. Right. So that's what I was always doing. I was, I was making money that way. Uh, you know, from when I was really young. So yeah, 12 years old sounds about right for like, you you could have a a potential job. Yeah. Like two pots an hour. Right. Um, I mean, that's definitely how I looked at stuff. It was like, if I work for like 10 hours, I can go buy a video game, (laughs) you know? Oh yeah. Like that, that was definitely a thing. So no DLC back then. Like you own that video game. You own all of that video game. Yeah. (laughs) You get yourself a Nintendo cartridge. Yeah, that's right. Let's go back. Mm. Oh yeah. It's the good old days. I should Anyways. Yeah, man, I had a I had a twenty dollar neighbor lawn. Man, that was a gold mine. That's a that Somebody paid you twenty dollars to mow their lawn. Was it a big lawn? It's a pretty big lawn, but it's also like a surgeon. So yeah. Okay. Okay. Pretty good. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> like twenty bucks in the nineties is at least fifty bucks now. It might have been two thousand, but yeah, yeah. Okay, two thousand. Still, it's man, good. it's it's been over twenty it's years. Good. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's pretty good. <laughs> man, that like I. Honestly, I'd take that right now. Like, just I like, know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what I'm saying is, like, me as, like, a grown man, I can start knocking on some neighbor's doors or, like, yeah, undercutting some, some children. Like, the, the kids these days probably mowing that lawn for 25 bucks. Yeah, right. You I know, some kids walking by. It. You got 50 bucks, they'll do your lawn. <laughs> it's 50 bucks now. That's just what it is. <laughs> These kids are smart. Back in my day, this was a $20 lawn. You know what? In fact, I'll still do it for 20 bucks. I, <laughs> I mean, if you if you could still, if, if that guy still lives there, if that surgeon is still around, you know. I have to look him up. I have to look him up. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it. Go back to your old neighborhood. <laughs> Be like, hey, uh, still want me to mow your lawn. <laughs> so there are those um, those technical paints, the... What are they called? There's one that's rust. There's one that's verdigris. Oh, like Rizza rust and uh, nylic oxide. No, no, I'm not thinking of the. I'm not thinking of those. There's. It's like a independent company that's selling twenty dollars bottles of. Technical oh yeah. Paint. Um. Holy crap! Is it dirty down? Dirty down. Yes, dirty yes, down. Yes, it is dirty down. So. Oh, that lawn is one bottle of technical paint. And that is not what I'm going to suggest people start off with. Uh, no, no, that's, that's in no, fact no, no. a terrible, terrible idea. Don't right. do that. <laughs> All right. So, Casey, you have just worked for your father for a, a grueling eight-hour day. You've yep. got some pocket money. What are you putting on your paint desk? Load it up. Uh, I mean, okay, if it were today... Then I would be <laughs> okay. <laughs> Knowing what you know now, right, right. Then uh, yes, I would a hundred percent be and with going that and are buying off the market. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, are we talking about twenty years ago? It's not going to go very far. Like, we Wait. said that we had to make episode fifty almost good and episode fifty two and or fifty three kind of good because of like. <laughs> 
about <laughs> the symbolism of it. We said we didn't need to make 51 good at all, but okay. Look, you, you didn't think we were going to make it past an hour. It and... for your father <laughs> to get, like, mad money because you don't have, like, yeah. bills to pay. So you got your you get your hobby exactly. books from the year 1999. Yes. You come back to the future, which is now, to spend I see what those you hobby mean. bucks on hobby products which have now been invented and are currently on the market. Am are I still clear? a child or am I a grown man yet? <laughs> like I I don't understand the exercise. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna assume that I'm a grown man and I have twenty bucks. Um for my money, if I'm gonna go and buy paints then I'm going to go probably buy Pro Acryl. That's left field. That's what I'm going to do. Um, currently in today's, like, out of the paints that I've tried in the last, I don't know, however many years, mm-hmm. I've enjoyed Pro Acryl probably the most. Um, they're creamy. They're smooth. They got a good variety of color, and they're not that expensive. I don't know how much they are per bottle, but... I don't remember them being that expensive when I bought them. So there's a there's a pretty yeah. good starter set that's maybe like twenty four paints for a hundred dollars. I want to say, some somewhere in that vicinity. Huh. There's there's like a basic set. I want to say it's twenty four paints, and I'm quite sure that it's a hundred dollars. Okay, uh, so I I I just counted. I do have the twenty four paint starter. Uh-huh. I want to say that I paid like fifty five or sixty bucks. No, you didn't. I'm, dude. I swear. <laughs> I swear, I did not pay a hundred dollars for that. Okay, well, I have that same set, and I'm pretty sure I paid a hundred dollars. Pretty sure. Uh, well, okay. look, we'll go back and check our credit card records from the year <laughs> 2021, and we'll figure this sure. out. Well, we'll <clears throat> okay, but if I went back to 1999 and I worked for my dad for eight hours. That's not enough money to buy that pro cross. And Vallejo metal Vallejo model color is currently on the market exactly as it was back then. Right, in the same freaking bottles and everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they haven't changed <laughs> for twenty years. Um but instead of four dollars a bottle, they're three dollars a bottle. That's true. And honestly, like if um okay, so if you don't have a hundred dollars, if it is in fact a hundred dollars for that pro acryl, then Vallejo model color is just as good. Basically. So that's that's what's on my hobby desk is I have basically the two sixteen paint starter sets from Vallejo, the one from Model Color and the one from Game Color. Yeah. And I have the starter set from Pro Acryl. And that's like what's actually on my desk. And I have mm-hmm. assorted paints from other lines, uh farther away from my, my seat as I'm painting. But right, yeah. Um yeah, I think my recommendations for, for stocking up your hobby desk are Pro Acryl and or Vallejo. Uh, honestly, as a first purchase, I think that, I think the Vallejo model color 16 paint set is a really good choice. And sometimes it's like the American 16 paint set. Cause, cause Vallejo has a lot <laughs> of different sets of paints. There's so many. And it is very <laughs> easy to buy one that's like desert. American 1943 yeah. Vallejo set, and you're just going to be working in browns. It's just going to be you're going to get 16 browns, and you're going to be angry at me. But don't be yeah. angry at me. Get the 
It's a set that has, it's a really good set. It has, it has a great example of everything from the color wheel, black, mm-hmm. white, gray, brown, um, Caucasian yeah. flesh. Like it has, it's, whew, it's a good, it's a good. Yeah. I mean, that's, I think that's true. That's one of the better paint sets in general. Like you're, you're not really going to find technically a better paint set to just buy just hands and, and it's normally priced between like 40 and 50 dollars somewhere in there yeah definitely get that with 1999 money can do that that's right that's yeah. right um yes if i knew what i know now back then yeah then yeah. i would have told my myself to probably stay away from citadel paints and that's not because they're bad paints actually citadel paints are great paints but the the Vallejo monocolor stuff and the game color is just it's nicer. It's just easier to deal with. Like and it's easier to have models. laid out in front of you and a little scored bottle here, you know, whatever. Yeah, I have some twenty year old bottles of Vallejo that still basically work. Some there of them have like curdled a little bit, but they they, they do get a little like after twenty thick. years. Yeah, yeah. But um, the the twenty year old like the few bottles of twenty year old Citadel paint I have are just rock solid they're done. they're done i've got a few of those but i i do have some from the older bottles that were yeah, still fine like i said i transferred them into dropper bottles because they were still fine perfect. and it was like i was i was very happy about that because then i got to tear off the old little label and put it on the bottle and it's like the old label so on the, the dropper bottle so yeah. good. Yeah. makes yeah. me feel good <laughs> yeah. yeah all right what about washes casey you, well <laughs> you've got like burrito money worth of washes left over when, when man you, we should probably address the burrito sandwich thing because I don't know, like Brent and I were talking about this just kind of in general. Um, I've I've always used Subway sandwiches as a guide of like how much you can like how much something is worth, right? Like, oh man, uh, you know, I can get a subscription to Disney Plus for a Subway sandwich a month. Like that is totally worth it to me, you know, because it's just one sandwich. Mm-hmm. Now Brent Brent is on the other end and I I think it's probably a better end. Um he's on the burrito side of things. So one burrito. Mm-hmm. As a gauge. Yeah. Yeah. So for example, they, uh, you got the new Frameworks minis coming out. You got a, a Frameworks mini for WizKids, a Hero mini for $15. That right. is more than one burrito, but less than two. Is it? So uh I would call that three burritos. I'm Easy. like Qdoba. You go to a different okay. burrito place than I do. Yeah. Well, yes, that's true. Um, <laughs> that is true. In <laughs> <laughs> uh, point of fact, I mean, it's about it 3,000 miles away. I realized that like, one of us just didn't hit record today. But I think no, it'd be hilarious. But no, yeah. we are. It's fine. I still think it's good. We are doing fine. Burritos and Subway sandwiches. Um, yeah, I mean, when you start talking about paints being worth a sandwich, that's it's really starting to put into perspective how expensive that paint is. All right, Casey. We got we got some Vallejo paints and some some Pro Curl paints are very likely candidates to be stocking up our hobby desk. What are we doing for washes, Casey? What are washes, we doing for washes? Right. <laughs> um uh 
I think Citadel probably has the best washes just overall. Like you're, you're going to want to, you're just going to want to buy them. Like you pick up your Nolan oil and your Agrax search shade. That's pretty much the ones you really need anyways. Get the right ones too. Get the right one too. Yeah, yeah. that one's good And too. that way you can get the stupid three paint pot holder. And I should just, you it's know a good what? point. I should swallow my pride. I should just, you know, Choke on the rides. on over, mm-hmm. cock on over to the, uh, to the Games Workshop <laughs> store. Say, yes, sir, please sell me this product to improve your defective product. Thank you, yeah. sir. And uh, <laughs> you said it wasn't too expensive, right? I, I think I better, this was... I better buy one of those before prices go up. Well, That's a good call. Man, good point. So Actually, this was given to me as a gift uh, by a hobby shop um, all, a while back. So it's not. I didn't actually buy this, but I do know that they they are like three fifty. They're basically this, this is the price of a paint pot. Yeah. So it, it could be worse, and it's nice, like hard kind of like silicone rubber stuff, and it works. Yeah. It works. It's so for, fine. For washes, I'm still on. I like for some things. I do like the Army Painter Quick Tones, Quick Shades. Um, but for like nice penetrating water-based acrylic washes, yeah, yeah, the GW ones are are pretty good. So they are pretty uh, good. Yeah. I, that being I said, my if normal you, if you water normal down reservations about the pots and the prices, but uh, null sure. oil, Agrax Earthshade, Reichland Flush Shade, fill up a a three pot pot stabilizer apparatus. Pay <laughs> extra three fifty on that. That's, uh, you know, basically a large soda. I don't know. Uh, It's almost 30 bucks is what that is. (laughs) (laughs) That's a a lot of burritos, (laughs) you know? Just, you go into that store understanding that it's going to be a shameful walk back out to your car after you've you've given them (laughs) a credit card. But yeah. But you need it. You need it. That's, those are, I think those are, three washes that are that you should have you, you should have them i haven't found a company that does better null oil yeah, yeah I'm, i haven't really either um i mean the 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 only thing that might sort of be an equivalent and and maybe now that army painter has the uh the speed paints is if their black is decent like it works like contrast black templar you know mm-hmm. um because if you water that down or use the medium it it is almost a better version of null oil so that is definitely a possibility for some of the the speed paints if if the medium works well enough if it works similarly and makes it a wash then that's an alternative that's a good way to go and i and i think probably overall still a little cheaper with the medium if you buy the three colors plus the medium I am never I, I will never purchase individually 17 milliliters of paint medium. I cannot do it. I cannot do that. <laughs> it depends uh, on the medium, right? Like I like I understand that there are some secret little tweaks in there from, you know, the the liter of paint medium uh-huh. I can buy for the same price from a from a paint company, but Yes. I can't do it. This bridge too far for me. Like, all right, you, you go do your alchemy with your uh, 
<laughs> 50 cent per milliliter paint medium and all. I mean, honestly, I just use water. <laughs> like, they say <laughs> not to, but yeah, uh, yeah. it works fine. Yeah. Just use water. <laughs> All right, Casey. Have we stocked her? Have we stocked her, our paints up here? What about metallics? What are you doing for metallics? Ooh, metallics. That's a good one. Um, Army Painter has some pretty all right metallics, so I think you're still safe there. Um, mm-hmm. At least the silvers that I've tried. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm thinking of something else. No, I'm, I'm thinking of that. I've, I've had a couple of... I've had one really good bottle of Army Painter metallic, and then like kind of a lot of pretty bad ones. So. Okay, I'm I'm actually not thinking of Army Painter. I just grabbed it. I'm thinking of the uh, Vallejo Model Air line oh, yeah, of metallics. Different. That's completely different. Way different. And that's good. Nice. Yeah, that's, that's good, good stuff. stuff. Uh, the Model Air specifically because it is a little bit thinner, mm-hmm. so you don't really need to mix anything into it to thin it, and it goes on so so well. Yeah, I found I found the Vallejo. <laughs> The Vallejo, like regular metallics, to be pretty bad. Yeah, or, I mean, I've never I've had bad that. experiences with the just regular metallics, but their their air and their uh, their metal color line really good, really yeah. good. Yeah. Um, I've had good luck with most of the Citadel metallics. Like, they're fine. That's actually I I really like that suggestion of uh, Vallejo metal air. As your mm-hmm. as your go to like affordable like stock up the desk line because I think I think yeah. you're onto something there. I think that's their aluminum yeah. um, is just about as bright as the actual Vallejo metal color aluminum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it goes on just about as well. Yep. Yeah. I bet those products are quite closely related. They probably are very <laughs> similar. Yes, <laughs> they're both yep. formulated for airbrush too. Uh, they're yeah, basically maybe. airbrush silvers. Um, I think the Vallejo metal color, I think they're using a different type of, of powder to make it metallic. Uh, I think that's the only probably difference. Like this is a little bit bigger flake, but it's still not bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's, I think that's a good way to go. If you can find it, it's a little harder to find. Um, I've ordered all mine on Amazon. So you know, if they have it in stock in, somewhere. In America, that's kind of what you have to do with a lot of the Lego stuff. Yeah, that's true. Or even find a specialty store or like an eBay seller. Yeah. Um, I mean, love them or hate them, Hobby Lobby has Vallejo kits and model oh. color generally, uh, including Vallejo metal color, usually for cheaper. They're like $5 a bottle instead of like eight or nine. Uh, Cause they come in like a four pack for 20 bucks. Yeah. That's worth it. That's worth it. It, it is worth it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have, have my morals in one hand, have $20 for four Vallejo uh, metal <laughs> color bottles in the other. And, uh, it's a hobby shop. $20, oh, yeah, that, yeah. Is, that is the perfect unit of currency. That's right. That's, uh, <laughs> that's one lawn's worth of. <laughs> see, that's that's the other measurement. If it's not burritos or sandwiches, it's how many lawns did this cost me? <laughs> that's uh, just 20 back bucks. Back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Give me that green. It's 20 bucks. All right. <laughs> um, okay, so so if, if our starting paints after a tragic accident, house fire, um, are Vallejo. <laughs> Generally, Vallejo paints. 
We got your Vallejo 16 <laughs> paint starter set, America, but not America Desert or like American Air. Not one of those. Not one of those specialty kits. The yeah. actual starter kit, yes. Check it to make sure it has a lot of sweet colors in it. Right, yeah. a lot of sweet colors. You probably find it's not just the how to paint tan and off tan. All right, there's your paints. What about what your washes, Casey? Citadel washes, because most hobby shops are probably going to carry Citadel paints. You're probably safe getting that. Right. What about your metals, Casey? Uh, well, okay. <laughs> if if you can't buy online, I would still go Citadel. If you can buy online, then all of this stuff is just on Amazon. So do that. Okay. All right. The uh, the metal color, air, whatever, model air. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Got it. Got it. All right. What about what about if if you're trying to uh I don't know, you're spending a little bit more. You're like you want that pro krill. Maybe maybe you got an extra lawns worth of money, couple burritos. Like would you spring? Would you just say, "Hey, you know what? I'm going to actually just invest in pro krill." That is that's an interesting question cuz there are people out there right now who, you know, been been watching internet shows, listening to internet podcasts. There are people whose first paint set was pro acrylic. What a yeah, world we live I in. Would, what a I, world yeah. we live in. That's a yeah. great way to put it, man. I, I envy those people. <laughs> I still think you have to start with Vallejo. I think it, yeah. <laughs> well, okay. That's fair. It is fair. Um, just as a left field, I bought the Scale 75 Artist Series. I bought a couple of sets of those. Okay. Hands down, best paint I ever used. Okay. I've never tried it. Cool. It's worth it. Are they, like, cheaper than anything we talked about today? Um, I think they're, like, at least double the price of everything okay. else. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but there's also, there's, I don't know, I I have to check how many milliliters of paint are in there, but it's it's like probably ten bottles worth at least. There's a lot of paint in each of the tubes because they come oh, in okay. metal tubes that you actually like art yeah. paints. You you have the little top and you squeeze the metal tube and the paint comes out. So they're pretty fancy. Um, and yeah, like I don't know what it is about them. They're mm-hmm. uh, they're advertised as like creamy. Like, they they say that creamy and smooth and all that um and they feel like that they actually feel creamy and they blend creamy and they're just mm, it's like a cloud of paint i don't know i like it they just feel good it's a weird thing i will have to try those the uh yeah finding finding artist paints that work for our purposes i like it i Mm -hmm. like it yeah, I mean I like the, the idea. I like the, the, idea. the kind of crappy part about it is, if you go to buy artist paints, which will totally work for painting models, like Golden or whoever else sells a bunch of good paints at at craft stores, like they're they're more expensive than you know model paints. Like if you're gonna go buy a Windsor Newton acrylic, like they're like twelve bucks for mm-hmm. a, a bottle, and yeah, that's probably gonna last you your entire life, but. If you're going in to buy 24 colors, that's going to start to add up yeah, <laughs> pretty good. Up, yeah. yeah. 
I'd be buying, you know, three you're gonna sandwich. Be, yeah, paint. you're going to be harassing the Michaels clerk to really get those Ooh, those yeah. coupons on it. No, no, we're not. We don't go down that path. We got. We got to bring this home, Casey. We got to bring this home. Bring it home. Okay. So right, we're we're at one hour and twelve minutes, Casey. What were we putting in this? Uh, what were we putting in this desk, Casey? I mean, what kind of brushes would you would you would be your your go to? Multi pack synthetic. Always. Yeah, that's probably that's probably fair. And I'll buy uh, one five zero brush for dotting eyes. <laughs> one expensive uh, Da Vinci or whatever for for putting the irises on eyes. Um, I I'm still kind of on the fence about brushes. Like it's really tough for me to to recommend cheap brushes because I use the I've gone through a lot of brushes. Right. And, and they've always been cheap. And when I switched to like a Windsor Newton, right? Series seven. Um, all of a sudden I went from having to buy brushes every month to I bought one brush in four months. Sure. Like, so, so the cost difference was definitely in my favor. I spent fifteen dollars mm-hmm. on the brush, but I also probably saved thirty or forty bucks. Like not buying more brushes. So it's it's really hard. and it, honestly, it was a better like I could paint better. It was just the tip lasted and it didn't curl. It didn't go weird, you know. Yeah. So the, the um, there's definitely a different in in like the springiness of synthetic yeah. first natural hair. And for sure. I have uh, developed an affection for the, I guess it's more stiffness, more yes. stiff and springy, I guess, that, of the, of the synthetic. Um, yeah. So that's, I like that when I, man, when I'm using like a wimpy little natural hair brush and I touch it to the bottle and it just like the hair just all folds over. What am I? What am I even doing here? Like, that's that's the cloud, man. That's what I'm talking about. That that <laughs> that soft little cloud, you know. We well, got that creaminess and that softness, and it just goes on so good. Mm. I want that. I want that. You want the rock hard bending back? <laughs> yeah. Propel that that paint forward. Right. You're you know? pushing. You're pushing those bristles into the model. You're really getting the paint in there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you just. Yeah. Uh, my suggestion for brushes are a multi pack. Don't get the three ninety nine. You get the no. Don't get the two ninety nine. You get the three ninety nine. That's what I'm saying. Not not budget barrel. It's one the it's up. the the golden Teflon number four, look right? Through, look through the clear plastic on the multi pack and make sure there's some nice looking tips in there. You look that's through, true. You got to yeah. make sure. If you're if you're in the four maybe five dollar range for a multi pack and you see that there's at least a couple of brushes in there that look like pretty pointy, yeah, that's that's uh, that's a match made in heaven. You found a winner. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what you want. That's true. I mean, look, they're they're good if you can find a good one, and yeah, maybe they'll last you a few weeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's so hard. It's so hard to recommend that, man. Like, I can't do it. Like, oh, yeah, my brush. Uh, I mean, I used to buy Citadel brushes. Um, and, man, like, that is a stupid idea. Because they will go bad fast. Sure. Like, as fast as the synthetics. I mean, they are synthetic. 
Um, but they, they just, they go bad. Um, I did actually, the, the brush that I bought the most, well, I guess the least technically, but the one I wanted the most was the Citadel glaze brush. Um, the glaze brush for some reason was awesome. Like it, it lasted longer than all the other brushes that I had from them. And, and in fact, I still have some, I have like one right over here, uh, that I use sometimes it's like, let's pull it out. If I'm doing something, it's like, it's in reach, you know? So, so I have a, I have a little collection of brushes that I've like gotten with paint kits and stuff. And so I've got some army painters and some like Vallejo's. I probably even have a couple of Citadels of like, you know, fresh brand new, basically expensive synthetic brush. Yeah. I have a little box of them and there they sit all fresh and brand new. Cause they're like, Oh man, I'm not touching my, these are special. And they'll also like stop working after a week, so we're, yeah. I'm just gonna keep using the fifty cent brushes. Um, I think I think it's fair for us to disagree on this. I, I sure like I buy synthetic brushes because I like using them and find them to be decent value. And uh, you do the opposite for the same reasons. Yeah, Pro- probably the better thing to do if you're if you really are like new to painting or if you've never tried one or the other. Like I'm sure you've probably tried synthetic, but buy one of each and try it yeah. out. See how you know. You never know what you're gonna like better. Like I just happen to like the softer bristle natural hairbrush. I don't know. Yeah. This works for the way that I like to paint. Yeah, because you don't uh, like to stipple or you know. I do. I do like to stipple. Just uh, gently though, yeah, gently it's like so a cloud. It's so flimsy. <laughs> no, but that the tip is so precise and stipply and perfect. <laughs> <laughs> all right all right. Uh, all right we got our brushes what else what else are we doing so we got paints washes brushes mm-hmm. i think we i kind of we already sort of covered models like go to ebay find half a box of a starter that's cheap i think that's a great way to start honestly go. boom i think we kind of covered Nailed that it. Right? <laughs> i think we might have um, I was gonna say something else. Now I can't remember what it is, but that's fine. <laughs> I mean, you could. I guess you could get a palette, or you could just get a paper plate. I mean, know. a paper plate. Um, man, like I find myself using like because I, I I use a wet palette, right? But then I I have like a, a piece of construction paper that I use to like kind of wipe the brush off to to do whatever you know, and like I end up filling up the like a half a piece of construction paper that becomes a palette like it just becomes one yeah and like i don't even mean it when i have the wet palette next to me and all of a sudden i'm like using this stupid construction paper to do stuff i don't know so that that totally works like paper plate construction paper whatever like it, it all works i mean i used a dry palette for years and that was fine yeah yeah the last thing you need is a paper towel holder that's the last thing you need on your yeah, dude. Paper towel holder. Like, you mean as a hobby you, desk but, item? But also, you can put a roll of paper towels on there. Yeah. I mean, you don't need a holder to, to stand up some but paper it makes towels. It so good. It does. It's I so have good. one. I do have one. <laughs> like, literally, right over here, it's a paper towel holder. I spent money on that. Yeah. 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 In fact, my paper towel holder is a two piece magnetic. Yeah. Goes on the side of, like, uh, you know, my, my shop things uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it's like super industrial <laughs> real good real it, it good. works good i even have a glove dispenser a magnetic glove dispenser 
Okay, that's nice. That is it's, nice. It is nice. Yeah, because I don't have to, to find the box ever. If I'm 3D printing, I just, oh yeah, walk over, pull some gloves, no problem. Yeah, that's Dude, right. I, for like a decade, I worked in chemistry laboratories, and we never had a a glove box holder. That is Really? Never. <laughs> no, we just had like boxes of gloves, you know, on the lab bench or whatever. But okay, yeah. That's actually... We also just had piles of paper towels on that bench. Huh. Well, hey, we all we all live and learn, right? Oh, yeah, I mean, sure, <laughs> yeah. Dang, like our I mean, sometimes our our hobby setups. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm just know. thinking of improving my 3D printing space right now because there's just like a box of gloves on the floor right now. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, I don't know where to put these things. The floor, that seems fine. <laughs> like, uh, all right, that's fair. Like, uh, I see, I see it. I got a lot of stuff on the floor. I, I mean, that's just how it goes, you know? Um, Yeah, I mean, as far as, like, generally starting out, if you were to start over, I think we kind of got a good amount of stuff like i don't really know what else you would want to like would you would you actually buy a 3d printer first thing at 3d print models instead like if you if you had the money and you weren't gonna it's like i'm not playing warhammer i'm not doing this i'm gonna do like D models or whatever would you actually just go buy yourself a hundred dollar 3d printer instead that's a tough question i don't i never even thought about that before man that's a really interesting one if you, yeah, again, the, the house burned down scenario. Right, all your models are gone. And yeah, you're like, I gotta start gone, over. But uh, let's say you were smart enough to have a, a hard drive backup for your for cloud backup, hundred terabytes of, of 3D print files. Yeah. <sighs> That's an interesting one. We'll, we'll save that one for later. When, yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. Well, if you are listening to this, it. then... Uh, I'm not against it. I was, I was getting ready to say, like, are you crazy? The, right, the, but then you're kind of... Before you kinda, models, you're going to get on. a 3D printer, but I'm not against it. So. Interesting. I mean, yeah, you can pick up one of those, like, mono 4Ks with a big plate for a couple hundred bucks these days, you know? That yeah. cat is going nuts. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that is a topic for another day. That's not bad. Look, we need to come up with a better topic for episode 52. That's the... 52, yeah. the clip show from the first two years. No. <laughs> that's that's not what we're going to do. We're not going to do that. Uh, well, on that note... <laughs> Thank you again for joining us on another episode of Paint Bravely. If you enjoyed this podcast, please help us out by leaving us a review on iTunes, subscribing to the YouTube channel, and sharing this message with your hobby friends. And as always, we appreciate each and every one of you for listening, and we will talk to you next time. We appreciate you talking to you next time.